Welcome to the third edition of Radio KAL. My name is Steve Eunice and I'm joined by my co-host Neil Bailey. Welcome Neil. Hi Steve, hi everybody. This episode I thought we'd cover a few topics from the new Superman movie, the Superman comics and the upcoming new creative teams on those comics, and Smallville. Which do you want to jump in on first? I'm most excited about the Superman comics, more specifically Countdown and what it may mean. Um, do you think there's going to be another Worlds at War or maybe another Birthwrong? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure. I think it'll be a lot bigger than both. Uh, Countdown is going to cover the whole of the DC Universe, so I'm thinking it's going to be a better than both uh, Our Worlds at War and Birthright put together. I certainly hope so. Did you see those preview pages? Yeah, I did. Uh, very interesting teaser. Um, do we dare give away any spoilers or try to guess who the person on the cover that Batman's holding? Well, I think it'd be okay as long as we tell people it's coming. One thing that never ceases to amaze me is someone who comes onto the information superhighway and then complains when they've gotten information. Anyway, we don't know, so it's just fan speculation. My guess, given the opening, is that it's the Blue Beetle. He finds out too much and then gets wasted or something. Somehow I think, given the opening pages, that uh, maybe Blue Beetle is too simple an answer. Although, you never know. Yeah, that might be exactly what they want us to think. I thought it was interesting that the cover title shown is Infinite Crisis. Referring, of course, to the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which if people out there don't know is when the DC Universe tied off a lot of storylines and restarted a number of heroes, including Superman, which means, perhaps, that big changes are ahead. That's pretty obvious from the onset, given that they show someone knowing Batman's secret identity and a big file on all the heroes. Yeah, well, let's not dwell too long on Countdown, as this re- episode of Radio KAL will come out on the same day that the first issue of the series is launched, so fans will know soon enough. Let's look at the Superman titles directly, though, uh, more specifically, the character Ruin. Who is he? What does he want with Superman? And what does the baby have to do with this? Think it's Mixie? Yeah, well, you've got to love Mixie. I mean, you know, could it be Pete Ross, uh, Lex Luthor himself, perhaps someone on in the inside of the SCU? I have my theories, and a few I'll keep to myself, but whoever it is, with me, so far it's not even been so much about the reveal as the journey. Usually in Superman comics I need action at very least. You get too weighed down in the slow pace and you have the Azzarello run. But Ruckus so far has made a story that I can get behind even with interruptions to an already slowish pace. In fact, heck, the interruptus narratives are just incredible. Maybe the best parts of the story where he gets closest to character. As excited as you get about Ruin, bang, there you are enmeshed in Mixie. And he's made Mixie cool again. And I don't know if y'all know this, but me and Steve just have... We're huge Mixie fans to the point where we even collaborated to do a couple of Mixie comic books together, so to put it mildly, seeing Mixie shine is a real pleasure. Yeah, I think Rucker has done a great job with Mixie. He's made him also almost like a, a fairy godmother for Superman. Uh, he's mischievous yet also helpful. I mean, his warnings are interesting though. Um, you know, they've got to be tied into Countdown and the Infinite Crisis, surely. I'm curious to see how much Rucker is involved in it. No doubt you can see he's been planting seeds for months now, especially tying into Identity Crisis. Yeah, and the thing was, we've seen some hints towards Lois wanting a baby in action comics too. I mean, holding little Clark Ross and stuff like that. But So it didn't come totally out of left field, but uh, you know, it wasn't exactly something that uh, Lois had discussed before. And you know, This whole topic of whether a Kryptonian and an Earthling can procreate together is something that really hasn't been covered too much before and you know the whole subject of Lois and Clark having a baby you know hasn't really been brought up and I enjoyed that part. 
I just enjoyed the final acknowledgement of the desired storyline. If you're going to create a universe, it progresses, and not one issue wonders, which I believe was the intent of the crisis in the first place, after marriage. The choice to have a baby or not is definitely going to be an issue, and one Superman, who's very Midwest belief system and family-based, would definitely at least consider. If that he hasn't, I think, defeats some of the believability of the marriage, at least until now. True, but I think that to an extent, what Rucker covered in Clark's feelings about bringing a baby into this world were also a large part of why the subject hasn't been broached before. I mean, he's worried about Lois and the Kents being harmed because of their connection to him and you know, villains using that relationship as a way to get to Superman. But And bringing a baby into the world, into this mix of you know his, his life, is just a huge decision. And uh, Plus, you know, Lois hasn't exactly been the mothering type, I mean, you know, what with her career and everything. And that, really, is why it's taken so long. And that, really, was an easy way to express that to the fans. They would be very cautious, no doubt, and Rucka shows how ver- uh, shows very well how, uh, why. Okay, leaving the comics behind for now, um, I've been hugely impressed with the video diary blogs Brian Singer has released thus far. I mean, it's great that we, as fans, can get an insight into the behind-the-scenes world of making Superman Returns. Yeah, it reminds me of the whole Star Wars web docs. And it's cool because it really helps get the momentum for the movie going and gets the fans frothing. And Lord knows there's been enough naysayers online who really want to bash the movie before they see it. I mean, there are people out there that would complain if the suit had an S or if Superman had a cape. I think Singer is really in touch with the fan base and you know the whole history behind the debacle of getting this new Superman movie up and running. Uh, people are actually able to see progress is being made. Uh, there's been sets being built, actors working, stunts being prepared, props made. Uh, it's great. And the excitement is building. We've still got over a year to wait. When I talk to people about their favorite superhero movies, three come up. There's Spider-Man 2, X-Men 2, and Superman 2, oddly enough. And Singer did X-Men 2 and X-Men, and I really enjoyed his work. I think he'll do just fine, and I think a lot of people are worried over very little. Something that's not very substantive. But as for those video diaries, if my calculations are correct and uh, Singer's promise of two or three videos diaries a week come to fruition, uh, we're looking at around 200 video diary entries. But you know, between now and June next year, but I doubt we'll get that many, really. Yeah, yeah, that would really surprise me if they could swing that. But then he has a lot of cash and a ton of people working for him, and then there's tons of interest. I think maybe he will. Maybe indeed. Finally, to finish off our radio KAL chat. Let's talk about Smallville. In America, they're currently on a period of hiatus with the next new episode not scheduled to air uh, till April 13th. Is Season 4 set to explode with a bang or die with a whimper? So far, all indications are a whimper, at least to me. I don't know what's happened. The show just seems to have lost attention to detail and forgotten the mythos and broken off into this tangent with stones. I mean, I have my own theories. My guess is that Go and Miller are not really paying as close attention as they used to, perhaps because of Iron Man, perhaps some other reason. And there's this persistent talk of ending the show after five seasons, which, frankly, I don't believe for a second that they'll, that they'll do if there's any money to be made. The sad thing is, with the declining rating, ratings from the subpar stories, and with the writers seemingly just going through the motions instead of making newish stories or progress, maybe the best days of the, shows are, the show is are... Um, are behind us. I mean, if you think about it, nothing has changed in the narrative for the last four years, save Clark learning a little bit about his history and Pete leaving. And then you have Jason and Lois arriving, which is a good and a bad thing. I mean, people love Lois, but they forget people also loved Chloe before she went the way of Pete with the marginalization. I think the only real interesting subplot at the moment for me is this whole Chloe, no- 
Chloe knowing Clark's secret but not letting him know she knows. That's got me intrigued. Uh, the whole Stones plot is just kind of, you know, bleh, I mean, just seems to drift too far from the, the known history and seems too far-fetched for me. I mean, there better be an explanation for why these stones were scattered all over the world and why kryptonite existed in China before krypton even exploded. I mean, stuff like that just really disappointed me this season. And most people on the site know my thoughts on the temporal problems already from the reviews, so I won't get you started on, get started on that, but, but, but I'm with you. I think Chloe knowing is a great idea, the problem being she's known. And there's giving it maybe two, three, or there, rather, and they are giving it two, maybe three minutes per episode. There's some real tension right there, and they're wasting it. It's tragic. A fan put it well this way when he wrote to me. How can they hide a stone behind a kryptonite before Krypton exploded? It, it just It's laughable. It's ludicrous, and even the fans who go along with it and don't pay attention see it, and they write me about it. I've gotten more, I'm not going to watch this anymore, emails this year than in the last three years combined. That's sad. Uh, hopefully it's just mid-season blues and that the climax for season four washes away this bad taste that the rest of the season's left in our mouth. I mean, this whole idea of Kryptonians having arrived on Earth and travelled, you know, in the past to Earth just doesn't sit well with me. If they really came here that often, why didn't they? Why didn't more of them escape when Krypton exploded? Just uh, anyway, time will tell, I guess. As I said, new Smallville episodes start again in the US on April thirteenth. And I really do hope the show turns around. I mean, people think, because I'm so hard on it, I hate the show, but it's actually just the opposite. I mean, if I did, why would I write upward of, upwards of 400 pages on the show? My hopes are with a turnaround, a drastic change, an understanding, and the mythos. Just like with Azarello's Superman finale, I don't want him to fail, I want him to succeed. It's just that he's not. And that faith, that love, that's what makes working for this site so fun. Okay, let's move into the secret soundbite competition. Only one thing alive or less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. You remember that in our last episode of Radio KAL, I was astonished that there were 25 people who correctly identified the Smallville sound. I decided I'd make it harder, and I wouldn't give any more clues as to what season the sound was from. Well, once again, you guys have got my admiration, because not only did we get more, we actually got 33 people who correctly identified that the Season 1, Episode 19, Crush, was the source of this last episode's secret soundbite. That's just amazing. So as promised, here is a list of people who correctly identified last show's secret soundbite, and once again I apologise if I pronounce anybody's name incorrectly. Okay, we've got Daniel McIntosh, Andrew Peck, Jeff Roman, Stephen G, Zach Shapiro, Rob Morris, Gerard Shannon, Annie Henning, Sakura, Crystal Garcia, Vivek, Horatio, DJ Gallagher, Peter Pham, Anna Landy, Mr. Miracle, Sean Matthew, Crystal, Pedro Martins, Kalel the Rebel, Glenn Manfero, Evan Shack, Superman Fan 13, Ian Staley, Sean Lambert, Lawrence Rhodes, Sam J. Rizzo, Brendan Campbell, Jerry Compton, Focus 11, Mike Libretto, Allison and Jason Brewer. Congratulations, guys. We're going to have to make it tougher. And that I have. This episode's secret soundbite is much harder, so I'll be very impressed if anybody manages to identify this one. Okay, here's the sound. Little ball. There you have it. If you think you know what episode of Smallville that sound comes from, simply use the secret soundbite competition form found on the Superman homepage website and send your entry in. 
And hey, folks, don't stop listening yet. Here, here's a preview trailer for the next Superman Last Son of Krypton audio drama. The plot thickens, the story is, as a whole is just a solid blast. I mean, here it is, the preview for Episode 3, which you can download right now alongside this Radio KAL sound file at the Superman homepage. A perilous new threat. I take it the Kryptonian battlesuit is to your liking? The sweetest body I ever had. I feel like I could take down soups in ten seconds. An ingenious plan. Even if you feel you can defeat Superman, Metallo, don't forget our arrangement. It's not to be done until after you've accomplished your primary objective. A danger that hits too close to home. He's now turning onto Sullivan Place, heading towards a residential area. Hey, Ken, isn't that where your apartment is? And a battle with deadly consequences. Who's gonna stop me? How about the guy with the big red S on his chest? I think that's his job, isn't it? Great brow. Issue 3 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, hits March 30th, 2005 at supermanhomepage.com. Last month on Radio KAL, we introduced a new segment, the Superman in Songs segment, where I played a portion of a song where the word Superman is mentioned. You a fan of R.E.M., Neil? You kidding? I wrote a lot of my second and third book to the song you're about to play. Don't make me sing it. Play, man, play! Okay, here it is, a portion of I Am Superman by R.E.M. Nothing says love like trust me when I say that I know the pathways to your heart when you have x-ray vision. Actual lyrics from the song. That song is probably one of the most well-known Superman songs around, but if you visited the Superman in Songs page on the Superman homepage website, then you know there are over 300 songs currently listed. And we'll feature another song in our next Radio KAL show. Just goes to show what a huge impact the Man of Seal has on the world. Very true. Well, that's all we have time for this show. I hope you've enjoyed our third Radio KAL episode. Thank you, Neil, for your input. No problem. It's a joy to be here. I'm honored to work for this site, honestly. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you again next month on our fourth Radio KAL show. My name is Steve Eunice. And this is Neil Bailey. I'll catch you all on Mondays with my comic reviews and Thursdays with next month's new Smallville review. You stay classy, Strikers. Thanks for joining us on Radio KAL at supermanhomepage.com.